Hello, and welcome to the 25th episode of the LI Law Podcast. I'm your host, Zahava Schechter. The premise of this podcast is to feature issues, developments, and topics affecting the law, and how it relates to the 8 million of us who live or work on Long Island, New York, which includes Nassau, Suffolk, Queens, and Kings Counties. If you live or work on Long Island, this podcast on local and state legislative and judicial decisions is for you. Our guest on this 25th episode is Robert J. Pihota, Long Island Branch Office Manager of the United States Small Business Administration, known as the SBA. Rob Pihota is a U.S. Army veteran and West Point graduate, having served both as an enlisted man and as an officer in the military police corps and as a foreign area officer. He has more than 25 years experience in business, both working within a Fortune 100 company and as an entrepreneur operating his own small business in Connecticut. Rob's mission at the SBA is to maintain and strengthen Long Island's economy by enabling the establishment and viability of small businesses and by assisting in the economic recovery of our community after disasters. Please check out the show notes for a full list of Rob's credentials and contact information. Please keep in mind that we will not be providing legal advice to any specific questions. So, Rob, welcome to the podcast. Zahava, thank you for having me. Some of our listeners may not be familiar with the SBA. Could you please tell them about the SBA, how it began, and what its mission is? Well, the Small Business Administration started back in 1953. And really, the mission, in a nutshell, is to help Americans realize the American dream, go into business for themselves providing for them, them and their families and to create job and, and wealth for the community. So it's an exciting organization and most people probably are not aware of all the great things that it can do for them. And it is, it's funded by the taxpayer, so it really bears uh, paying attention to. And the SBA deals solely with business owners or does it deal with everyday residents as well? SBA by statute is dedicated towards the for-profit space. So it is dedicated to independently owned business owners. It's got a number of different areas that uh, it gets involved with, but the prime clients that we deal with are the the small business owner as defined by the the SBA table of charts uh, for sizes. And do you also help to fund nonprofit organizations? Again, by statute, we are not really in the not-for-profit space, but we do, if anyone comes to us and asks for help regarding how do I start a nonprofit or how do I perpetuate what I already have, we can certainly get them to the right people. And how does the SPA help local Long Island business owners? You know, we, we kind of have a three-pronged attack here. We help people get started in business, we help people grow, and we help businesses expand. So do you help business owners get started through your affiliation with SCORE, for example? SCORE is a great a resource partner of ours. We have a number of resource partners right here in Long Island. Right, actually, where we're sitting, about 10 feet away, we have our SCORE chapter. And they do a great job. And are you familiar with the SCORE uh, composite? I am, but perhaps you could tell our listeners well, about thank it. Thank you. I know they'd be thrilled me mentioning them. Uh, they, SCORE literally stands for Service Corps of Retired Executives. And think about it for a second. If you were going to do any task, uh, how cool would it be to actually be taught or guided or mentored by somebody who has done that exact task along the same lines that you're learning? And SCORE uh, is comprised of all volunteers who have senior executive uh, experience in the particular task at hand. And their services are free, I believe. Their, their services are free. Occasionally, you may go to a program by one of our resource partners where they may charge a nominal fee. That normally is to defray cost of uh, maybe learning material or maybe refreshments. Okay, and SCORE is S-C-O-R-E, so 
if any of our listeners are interested, you can uh, Google them in HopHog and make an appointment for a free consultation. Rob, does the SBA make any loans itself? A lot of people hear about SBA loans. So naturally one thinks, how can I get a loan from the SBA? And that's not exactly 100% correct. The only time the SBA might actually make a loan themselves is during a, a time of natural disaster. We recently had an episode, well, not so recently, back in 2012 when Superstorm Sandy hit us. And when there was a declaration of disaster, there are loans made directly from the SBA. All other times, there are SBA guarantees. So if the borrower seeks to pursue a, a loan, the SBA steps in with a process known as a guarantee. And there are certain advantages about the SBA getting involved for business owners. Okay, so first let's address the guarantee. Does that mean that if there is a default by the borrower business owner that the U.S. government then steps in and pays the lender for whatever that deficit is? That, in a nutshell, is correct. So if a borrower stumbles and, and things don't go correct, there, depending on the, the nature of the loan, there is some kind of guarantee, maybe 75% up to a certain threshold, or maybe as much as 85% if it's only up to $150,000 alone. That being the case, imagine if you were a lender, a bank, a micro lender, how cool would it be that all of the concerns you might have had about can this person or business repay me is sort of washed away by the SBA guarantee if you qualify. The SBA doesn't guarantee everybody, but where people are approved, it certainly is a very comforting uh, resource for the lender and for the borrower. And do all lenders participate in the SBA program or only certain lenders? Not all lenders participate for a variety of reasons. Some lenders see it as a tremendous tool, both as a business concept for them as lenders and as a good thing for the community. So we have a number of what they call preferred lenders and those are lenders that qualify at such a level where they can actually get certain thresholds of loans approved locally by their own office to be approved later on by the SBA. But not every lender is an SBA lender. Okay. And to confirm, all loans which are guaranteed through the SBA are for business purposes, correct? That's correct. Support business. A slight tangent from that is there are some loans where you can actually refinance previous loans of business. So, but, but they are all related to a business process, yes. Okay. And what is the maximum amount of a guaranteed loan? There are some lenders that can actually help a business owner really be creative, but typically $5 million is the threshold we normally think about with most of the SBA loans that we deal with. And is there a minimum amount to a loan? There are, there's a micro lending program where people can actually go online or through one of our resource partners and explore for the micro enterprise, it could be as little as $10,000. And how does a business owner apply for an SBA guaranteed loan? What, what is the process of application? And it's kind of like uh, applying for a mortgage. People get very discouraged by, oh my gosh, look at this paperwork. But it is a cluster of papers one has to fill out. And uh, it's really a very simple process. And for the people who are astute with, with documentation, it really is as easy as flipping open the computer and going through a checklist and then accumulating all the necessary documents. Uh, for some people where they might not be so inclined, they can go to a resource partner. Quite often your own bank, most people have no idea that the banks they deal with currently if they're in business or even privately as a consumer, go to your bank branch and ask them, hey, do you have an SBA program here in-house? And quite often, if it's one of the name brand lenders, 
you'd be surprised. They do. Even credit unions are in the, in the, in the business of making SBA loans. So start there. When anybody comes to me, hey, Rob, what bank should I go to? Number one, I'm not going to recommend any one bank, but I will tell them, where do you bank? Great. Go there first and, and see what you can find out. More questions come to me and I'll refer you to some folks that can help you further. Very good. And the Small Business Development Center, which has offices in Farmingdale as well as in Stony Brook, often recommends that business owners have a business plan to present in connection with a loan application. In addition to a business plan, are there other documents which a business owner or applicant needs to have available before applying for SBA assistance? Yes. The business plan, in my opinion, is the most vital because if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail without question. And part of your process of the business plan is going to be helping you accumulate things like your tax returns for the past two or three years. You mentioned the Small Business Development Center, both of which on Long Island, they're two of the, the, the best SBDCs in the country. They will help people create what they call projections. You can't go to anybody. You can't go to your, your mom or dad and ask for a loan without them asking you, well, how are you going to pay me back? And the projections is merely a, an Excel spreadsheet that people can help you create. It shows anyone who cares to look how you plan on making money over one, two, three years. So your projections are vital, your tax returns are vital. If you're in business, you want your personal tax returns, your business tax returns, and, and, and typically all those kinds of documents related to those things, those are all required before you go forward. If you don't have them, it's not the end of the world, but you'll have to stop the process, go back and get them. People always complain, why is this taking so long? Quite often, the number one reason why things take as long as they do and this goes for mortgages, too, is you probably didn't have the current information necessary. Okay. And speaking of how are you going to pay back, are SBA guaranteed loans secured, meaning is collateral required? Without going too much into the weeds on this, yes. If, if you have collateral, you must pledge it. The beauty about SBA guaranteed loans is it makes capital available in situations where you might not normally get a loan from a bank without having the SBA guarantee. So for that reason, yeah, you have to have equity in the business. And if you can't, is there some kind of collateral you can pledge? And I want to make a sort of a, a point here. If you don't have collateral, it doesn't mean you're not going to get the loan. There are ways still to move forward, but collateral is highly encouraged. And if you have it and don't pledge it, it could be a problem. Okay. And how does a business owner know if an SBA loan is a good option for him or her? Meaning, are there certain businesses which the SBA looks upon more favorably than others and for which success rate is higher? In, in those situations, the lender or your, or your resource partner from the SBA, your small business development center, women's business center, SCORE representative, or the PTAG, uh, Procurement Technical Assistance Center, all those folks can advise you on the likelihood given the nature of your business. There are certain businesses that do not, will probably not qualify. I never want to say never. But if you're in a speculative business like real estate, flipping houses, those, in essence, that's like kind of like uh, rolling the dice. And normally businesses like that are not going to qualify for an SBA loan. But still, at least ask the right people who at least can help you give the right answer. And what percentage of loans guaranteed by the SBA fails? And I also want to ask as a follow-up, does a borrower's bankruptcy discharge an SBA loan? Okay, so the likelihood that you'll be successful with an SBA loan, uh, I, I really can't give you a number on that. But think about it this way. 
with a, a typical SBA guaranteed loan, there are quite often two or three sets of eyeballs reviewing the paperwork. You have a lender, you have what they call a CDC, Community Development Corporation, and you have your accountant as well. So if you have a business plan and you and you secure an SBA loan, a lot of people have looked at that as a pretty good measure of success, you being successful, unless something totally bizarre happens, like a, a natural disaster perhaps. But will a bankruptcy discharge a loan? The answer is probably not. Um, when, when you secure a loan like that, you are personally responsible. You and anybody involved with the partnership, 20% ownership or more of the entity has to go on the documents as being responsible. So it's it's kind of like failing to pay your taxes. Will the government forgive that? that? There's a process, but it's I would highly, highly, highly discourage you to count on bankruptcy being your you're out. And now we're going to move on to a feature we call What is on Your Desk, a recent file or matter which you can use to illustrate a teachable moment to the listeners. So Rob, what's on your desk? I thought I'd offer this, and, and this is really sort of a, a sad story yet a success story. It's it's a client of mine that comes to me, well, it came to me in the, the Brooklyn area. The person had accumulated about a half a million dollars through a contest. Their, their, their facility got actually made over by it was really a happenstance that the whole thing came about, but they were leasing space in, in the Brooklyn area and then won this prize to renovate the entire facility. It was it was just magical the way it all turned out. They were on the road to a tr- tremendously successful career. And the owner of the building, due to health reasons, came to the my client and said, you know what, I want to move back to Florida. So I'm going to sell the building. So all the leaseholding improvements, all the money they had put into this this facility to include the, the winnings they had received was at risk of loss. Fortunately, the seller of the building was very kind and altruistic and actually had given them right of first refusal. So the, my client went to a lender, a very reputable lender, and asked for a loan to the tune of about a million dollars. Unfortunately, they were turned down because the numbers didn't substantiate that they could pay the loan back adequately over the course of the term of the loan. And they were, of course, devastated. But they never say never, never say die. So they got help from that lender. What do we do? Where do we go? Who do we see? And they referred to our office. At the time, I was with a small business development center. And one of the resource partners available to anyone listening here, with a little bit of uh, elbow grease and some, some just basically number crunching, they discovered that the projections had been done incorrectly using hypothetical numbers, like we think we'll make this much, when in reality, they had three years of actual sales that they re-put into the, the Excel spreadsheet, determined that, you know what, the profit and loss statement actually looked a lot better. They reconvened the projections, went back to the lender, and in the course of about a week, it was uh, the loan was approved. They got a million dollars. They owned their own building, created jobs for the community, and uh, they're moving ahead nicely. That's quite a success story. And now we're going to move on to only on Long Island, something recent which you see in matters on Long Island, Brooklyn, Queens, Nassau, or Suffolk, or something that the local town, county, village, et cetera, or state does, which relates to the SBA on Long Island. I, having come from the city environment, I can say there are real challenges in the city that just do not exist here on Long Island. So from my perspective, I would say that anyone listening, if, if you have a business idea, maybe it's a, you, a, you need to accumulate land or a building or 
some economic development type of project, the opportunities here are remarkably positive compared to locations where there's just no more land to be had, no more buildings. I think that's sort of the, the teachable moment that I would offer anyone is just go find out and ask a resource partner, what can I do given my dream and my goal? That's a, it's a pretty exciting time to be a business owner on Long Island. If you always do what you always did, you're always going to get what you always got. If you're a W-2 employee, at least look into the opportunity to create your own side business. If you're in business and life is going great, think about how much better could it be. The greatest obstacle to being good is being great. You call me anytime. This is my this is my cell phone number, so feel free or look me up online. But my number is 516-672-6387. At least I'll get you to the right people to help you in what you want to accomplish. Okay, thank you, Rob. And that's it for our 25th episode. To our listeners, be sure to download this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please rate us with a review that might start. I just heard on the LI Law podcast that a bill by Queens Assemblyman David Weprin and Brooklyn Senator Villaminet Montgomery was signed into law by Governor Cuomo on November 14, 2019, giving adoptees the right to obtain their full original birth certificates, including health histories and identity of the biological parents, ending a practice of blocking that information. The bill received wide bipartisan support in Albany and becomes effective as a law January 15, 2020. The LI Law Podcast lets you know what's going on on Long Island and is your podcast for local tips which educate and entertain. Thanks for listening.